Stirring the Pot with Drip Kitchen. Check this out. What is that? This is called Sextrology. It's in my bookshelf. It's uh, the astrology of sex and the sexes. I've had it forever. Since I was a little 18-year-old weirdo pervert. Trying to figure out what I like through the stars. <laughs> Pictures? Yeah, like a little, like a, I don't know. Oh, who knows? Yeah, why? You guys want to see what you guys are? You want to see what kind of freak shows? Yeah, let me know. You weirdos are? Let's see. Ooh, Virgo woman. The vessel. Weird. The vessel virgin. All right. Let's, um, let's just flip to all the fun facts about you. Mm-hmm. Let's find, like, some freaky shit. <laughs> what if it's so not who what? I am? I know. Well, that's why there's certain things in here that say stuff about me, and I'm like, even between myself, me, and I, I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> I'd get mad if someone did that to me. But it's just going by your sex and your sign, right? It's, so yeah. It's All right, well, do you want to hear your straight turn-ons, or do you want to hear uh, your gay ones? Both. <laughs> okay, your straight turn-ons. High-power creatives, rockers, painters, passive, facial hair, hygiene, circumcision, woo, uh, business suits, bosses, oral, bikers, <laughs> anal, <laughs> Can't confirm or deny. Yeah, doggy style. Ribbed condoms, tantric techniques, toys, vibrators, candle wax, tattoos, piercings, maid secretary roleplay, degradation. De I'm not going to even try and say it. I know what the word is, but I'm sound. <laughs> Humiliation. Uh, doctor nurse. Corsets, garters. High leather boots, dungeons, goth. Can confirm. <laughs> Pretty spot on. Right, watch, watch, you guys are going to both be like, yeah, no, those are actually both perfect. And I'm like, no, no, it's not, it's not accurate. Mine are horrible. Mine are like <laughs> mouth spitting. I'm just kidding. Um, okay, your gay turn-ons. Older women, submission, kinky laundry, butches. Drag kings, erotica, dildos, vibrators, worship, intellectuals, mentors, professors, bathing, grooving, role play, jewelry, piercings, body art, passive, chastity belts. Okay. She's the virgin. <laughs> Voyeurism, slaving, collars, fingernails. Big breast, latex, rubber, blindfolds, humiliation. That was humiliation on both. Yeah. You turn on and your gay turn on. <laughs> you love it, dude. Yeah, love it, dude. I love being fucking embarrassed. So hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so my fucking sexy when I'm stressed out and sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to throw up. Alright, let me see what chapter Miss Taylor's on. Ooh, okay, so you were the vessel. Taylor, you're the knockout. Alright. And you're on 223. Everybody follow her. Look how, like, studious she is right now. <laughs> I got my glasses on, reading my little pervy book. <laughs> and how old were you when you got this book? Oh god, maybe like seventeen, dude. I was—that's not like that's like oh my god, dude. Like I was twelve, hiding it under my bed. Like, oh, my like oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear both? Yes. All right, sick. All right, Taylor's straight turn-ons are: dark hair, darting eyes, body hair, stubble, Mediterraneans, Latins. Rough trade, defined pecs, biceps, <laughs> flirtation, seduction. I can't read the back. What is it? 
penis girth. <laughs> like a Coke can. <laughs> Staying power. Struggle. Play fighting. Wrestling. Being filmed. Outdoor. Beach sex. Male, female, female threesomes. Primitive role play. Teasing. <laughs> tickling. Torture. Ball play. Handcuffs. Masturbation, male models, male strip clubs, 69, anal sex, girl on top, doggy style. <clears throat> um, I don't like body hair that much, so. Those <laughs> 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 you were like, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't mind it, but, you know. You're like, it's not a deal breaker. <laughs> exactly. Alright, your gay turn-ons. Submissive. Femme. Married. Straight women. Blonde hair. Blue eyes. Perky breasts. Tight bottoms. Shaved muffs. It literally says shaved muffs. <laughs> <laughs> Long legs. Extended foreplay. Top positioning. Cross-dressing. Strapping on. Fawning? Okay. Um, mastering. Dressing and drag. Kinky lingerie, animal sounds, spanking, showing off, sitting on face, monogamy, and marriage. Okay. All right, man. Yeah, my favorite noise to make is, you know, a rooster call. So. <laughs> yeah. We're getting to know each other a little bit better. Honestly, I forget mine. It's been a while. Um, I'm the gift. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't just, like, write it in, either. It's, like, scribbled out. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hold on. Let me take a sippy sip. Mm. All right. My straight turn-ons. Younger, boyish men. <laughs> married men. Seduction. Basketball players. Africans. <laughs> Latins. One-night stands. Exhibition uh, Exhibitionism. Holy shit. Mutual masturbation. Standing sex. <laughs> Speedy thrusting. Quickies. Teachers. Professors. Masturbation during sex. Doctor nurse roleplay. Phone. Cyber sex. Treasure trails. Don't know what that means. <laughs> Goatees. Oral sex. Buy men. Buy porn. Vibrators. Dildos. Tickling. Pinching. Teasing. Nipple play. Swapping girl on girl. I like how my straight turn on is gay as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds pretty accurate, right? Yeah, right. I mean, I think that treasure trail isn't that like the hairline, like pull your belly button trail. Mm, I don't know. Oh man, Chet's got a whole fucking maybe like a landing strip or something. Not Chet's got a whole fucking environment habitat up top. Um, <laughs> my gay turn ons. Younger women. Makes sense. Apparently I'm a fucking real weirdo. <laughs> um, models. Glamazons. Blondes. Redheads. Athletes. Gymnasts. Femmes. Straight. by women Toys. Gadgets. Domination. Double dildos. Fingering. Licking. Biting. Threesomes. Foursomes. G-strings. Lace. Leather. Erotica. I feel like I'm reading a Dr. Seuss. Um, Astery. Cross-dressing. Carpet sweeping. Scissoring. Phone. Cybersex. Mind games. Penetration. Strap-on. Role-play. Mask. Costumes. Anonymous sex. Worship. Paying. Prostitute fantasies. Private parties. And sex clubs. And I feel like both of you... Like, had really, like, super risky ones, and I feel like I had, like, maybe one risky one of mine, and it's, like, gentle, <laughs> submission, fawning. <laughs> I know. No, I don't know what half your, I don't know what fawning is. Fawning could be as dirty as fuck, you know? No, Art, don't you, like, fawn over someone? Like, oh, I, mean, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. It could be, like, something real nasty. <laughs> no, no, dude, fawning. It's, like, when you really like someone, it's, like, shitting on someone's chest. <laughs> <laughs> take pictures of your chapters and you guys can read them if you want sure because it's only like 20 pages if you guys don't if you guys want to go through it it's actually pretty interesting because it tells you like where you fuck up relationships and shit it's like really cool you know yeah yeah it is yeah it could be like you have a tendency and you're like shut up and you're like yeah i do <laughs> Because it's true, there is certain. I remember this book hitting home, 
And uh, I hadn't even really started for real dating yet. So now I can only imagine uh, how much this would keep me up at night. But I'll send you guys yours. It's called Sextrology too. if anybody ever wanted to um, look up their horny constellations. Can't wait for our family, coworkers, friends to hear that about us. That's what the book said. Hey. That was the book. That wasn't us. The book was the one that said it. Are we in trouble if we read, um, I don't know, To Catch a Mockingbird? To Kill a Mockingbird. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to (laughs) never edit it out. Cutting it. Cutting what? That was a good one. Kim Kim retires from the podcast. (laughs) Oh my god. This week we are talking to Sharwag. She is traveling the country with her boyfriend. Uh, They actually own a pig. That's pretty fucking sweet. Uh, We're going to talk about that. And she drives a 94 Soar. So, woo! Sharwag. We're just going to dive right into the pig stuff right away. Just a quick warning. And she just told me, right? I told you. Oh, sorry. Uh, Ian Taylor were talking about this fucking last week when she mentioned that you had a pig. And she was like, do you think she bought one of those teacup pigs? I was like, they don't fucking exist. They don't. So teacup pigs are usually pigs that are malnourished. Um, People like breed them and then don't feed them. And they try to keep them small so that they can sell them for, like, three grand. Um, a potbelly pig, like a mini potbelly pig, is just a pig that's, like, under 300 pounds. It's considered a mini pig. She will eat until you stop feeding her. And that's how they get so big. Like, she will just continually eat. She's bottomless stomach. Um, so that's how they get so large. Yeah, that's going to make me look at, like, people being like, oh, I'm selling a teacup pig now. And like, you ain't feeding them. That breaks my heart. Right. It's sad. But she's a love. I wish I put her in the car more when she was younger so that I could bring her more places. Um, I took her to, like, a Cars and Coffee a couple months ago, and she got so violently sick in my car. Um, and it was the most disgusting smelling throw up I've ever smelled in my life. And I've got a stomach for, like, sick things. And it was so vulgar. Um, I was happy that it was, because it was in the sore, but I was happy that it was in, like, my old bride seats and not, like, my new ones because I would have lost my shit. Um, <laughs> but it was disgusting. Like, she got it right down in the, the darkness area of the seats. Um, and it turned my stomach to try and clean out of cars and coffee, and I felt really bad. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's terrible. They're still, like, they're still, like, the cutest things. I mean, I understand it's definitely, like, I don't even want to own a dog because that's too much responsibility. Like, does she, like, just chew up everything, or can you just, like, leave her? So I can just leave her, which is really, I'm really lucky. The only time she gets, like, spiteful is if it's dinner time's late or breakfast is late. She'll actually, like, go into my kitchen and flip my kitchen chair. Like, she, like, feed me. And, like, she'll flip the kitchen chair or, like, she'll push the shoes around like she's just spiteful like that oh my god it sounds like diesel he'll like flip his bowl, like just to let us know like hey you know it's time to eat <laughs> yeah that's exactly how she is but other than that she doesn't like chew on things um or anything like that yet <laughs> do you have any other farm animals so i've also got a horse um she's a rescued standard bread she's about 27 now so she used to be a trotter so she used to like pull the cart on the back um She's not at my house, but she is up the street. She is, she's sassy. I feel like all my animals are sassy. <laughs> but she's the sweetest. She's, uh, she's got me on my feet recently. She decided she was going to get, like, mud in her eye and irritate her eye and get an infection. So now she's getting drops twice a day, which means I'm visiting the farm first thing in the morning before work. And then, like, before I go to bed, I have to go back so I can put drops in her eyes. But, and you can't be late to feed Pam, so I can't be late to feed Pam. So I've got to figure it all out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, your life sounds extremely calculated right now. A little structured, trying. <laughs> I love how we like accept that behavior from animals because it's kind of cute. They're like they're so sassy, but if there was like a roommate who was like breakfast was late, so he flipped a chair, we'd be like, get the 
fuck out. <laughs> but like, I give Pam cuddles after she flips the chair. I'm like, no, it's okay. You're like, I'm so sorry. This is my fault. Let me get you your food and dessert, and then we'll carry on. <laughs> My boyfriend kicked out our cats this morning just because they were hungry and they were fucking with me, but it was starting to bother him. So he like kicked them out and shut the door and I could hear them. And I was like, oh, I was like, fuck it. It's like six in the morning. And I'm like, I gotta go be with my babies. Yeah, I guess we're all getting up now. Yeah, I was like, I guess this is it. This is my Saturday morning. Let's do it. (laughs) Too early. Mm. Yeah. Charlie, every morning, he's just been waking us up right around, like, 4 o'clock. And he'll just, he'll sit by the edge of the bed, give one meow. And then if we don't wake up, he'll just take the toilet paper roll and just start shredding it. Oh, no. Yeah. Every morning, Diesel just pushes my door open and then just walks away. He doesn't even come in my room. Just pushes it open, looks at me, and just leaves. Okay. (laughs) You're like noted. (laughs) Oh, animals. They're the best. (laughs) But we definitely wanted to talk about you guys traveling in your sores and pulling those damn trailers. Okay. Because you go pretty far. We do. Um, I wish we went farther. I think we're going to go a little farther this year. We're planning to, but I don't know if we're going to take the cars. Um. So I think the farthest we've been so far would probably be that Tennessee trip that we do yearly. Um, I want to say that's like the farthest that way. So usually it's like, well, how long did it take me to get to Emerald? How long did it take you guys to get to Emerald? Um, I know it's 19 hours roughly to Haley's house in Alabama. And I want to say it was another like five hours from that. So, yeah. so that was like a hefty tri- trip too. But Laurent's got this obsession with the trailers and, like, making them be, like, everything they can be for what they are. Um, so they are packed with, like, everything we could possibly need on the road. Um, axles, wheels, tires, like, the whole everything. Tools. Like, if it's if we need it, we would have it. Um, extra diff, all that good stuff. Um, the tools hang, like, you open the trailer up, and the tools hang, like, right on the right side on the door. There's, like, battery packs. It's all very strategically placed. Um, and then he just added a tire rack to the top of his, like, last weekend so that he could fit more tires on top. And he got us, like, a huge tent for both of our cars, which I think is a little excessive because it is huge. Um, but it covers, like, both cars. Um, the road trips are fun. They're a little stressful, making it boring because, like, we're spending 16 hours, like, and I'm driving alone in my car. He's alone in his car. Uh, we've got the walkie-talkie, so like, we're constantly in contact that way. But um, the road trip's like the fun part of it, just stopping places and like, we try to hit a couple different tracks if we're going somewhere. Um, so we'll try and like schedule like a two, like an eight-hour drive, hit a track, and then sleep somewhere for the night. Then like another eight-hour drive, see if there's somewhere else we could hit. Um, it's kind of like what we did with Drift Kitchen. We went down to Georgia. I can't even tell you where we were in Georgia. But we went down to Georgia, drove for a day. In the middle of the night, drove like six hours to get to you guys. And then the next day, drove back to Georgia to drive again. Um, and it kind of breaks it up and kind of makes it fun. It's nice experiencing different tracks. But at the same time, learning-wise, it's a little tough. Because I feel like I don't get to lay foundation somewhere. I'm always, like, adjusting to a new track. Um, So I feel like I'm relearning my car over and over again, depending on where I am. But I feel like that's so good, though, like, getting the experience of all different tracks. Because sometimes you could get so used to one, and then, you know, another one's just, I feel like that's good. That's a good thing. It is. Um, Being that I'm only on, like, year two, I want to say, of this, because I started 2020. January 2020 was my first, like, um, clinic. And then COVID took over, so we didn't really do any driving for the rest of 2020. So really, 2021 was, like, my solid year of really driving. Um, and this is my first drift car, so, like, learning on this car, I also feel like may have been a little on the negative side. Um, it's awfully big. I feel like if I would have started something a little bit more balanced um, and smaller, 
I would have developed skills a little differently, and I'm kind of just going with what I have. But that could be mental, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, for those that don't know, what are you driving? So I am driving a Toyota Soar. It is, over here, it's um, an SC300. Um, it comes stock with a 1J. I've kept it stock 1J, so it's got the stock twins on it. We think the turbos have been rebuilt just because mine was spooling a little bit faster than Laurent's before his was built. Um, but other than that, it's completely stock. I haven't dynoed it. It's got, like, no computer. It's just completely, like, fresh out of the box and go. Um, it makes enough power to do what it has to do. Um, it makes more than enough power for me to be comfortable in it. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, but it's a big-body car. How does it handle, like, the trailer? Like, how much does the trailer weigh? So, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how much the trailer weighs, but it does handle the trailer like nothing's back there. But, Laurent has, like, upgraded the hitch and everything on it. Um, so, it's got a very hefty on the back, but it doesn't struggle with what's in it, which blows my mind sometimes. Because that's what people say, hey, like, that's a lot of weight. Should your car really be towing that? I don't know, but it does. <laughs> Um, have you ever had, like, a situation on the road, like, while you were towing? Or, like, have you ever broken down at the track and then, like, been like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to get it home? Right. So, I worry about that. That's, like, my biggest fear. Um, I didn't have a situation. When we went to Florida with Drift Kitchen, on the way home from you guys, Laurent took out a deer in his. Um, and I was behind him. And it was probably the scariest thing I ever witnessed from, like, watching behind. Because I saw the deer come out in front of him he locked the car and the trailer up i locked up um but i didn't see the deer clear him so from behind i thought the deer was still in his windshield but it wasn't he like must have went the other way and i just didn't see it um but he had like everything he needed to make sure like his lights were still gonna work and we just continued on changed the tire and kept moving um not what i haven't broken anything at the track besides like body parts so that's great because I do fear like what am I gonna do every place we go I'm like how much are plane tickets home so that I can get the rig go back down and like pick up our car at least you got a plan though there you go yeah I, I feel like we have to just in case because you never know um and we do have that the we've got a very large rig set up at home um, but it's so much more fun to kind of drive the cars than it is to tow them. Yeah. It just feels so good at the end of the day being like, wow, I drove here, I did the thing, and now I'm driving back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I usually don't start feeling that way until, like, I cross the Jersey border, where I'm like, <laughs> all right, now, um, now I feel good about it. <laughs> is there, like... So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so with these, like, three event weekends that you plan and everything, was there ever a time that you were, like, overly ambitious and only made it to, like, one for whatever reason? Because I can tell you, I'll stay at the same drift event for, like, two and a half days, and I'm exhausted, and I haven't moved <laughs> in, like, two um, and a half days. Yeah. Um, the one we did with you guys, that was, like, a really tired weekend, like... Just a lot of driving. When I got home, I felt like I needed a break from the vacation. Um, it was just a lot of driving between, sorry, uh, between, like, the road trip down, driving for the day, the road trip back. It, it's just a lot. Um, but they're always the fun ones. Yeah. And it must be hard, like, you guys being in different cars. So it's not like you can trade off or take a nap while he drives and vice versa. Right. And I honestly wouldn't sleep with him driving anyway, so. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we've, we've had that situation before. I will trust Taylor for sure, like, when we drive together. But, like, we've had other people that I'm, like, sleeping with one eye open. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're getting no rest when you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Is there, like, anywhere that you're trying to hit up this year that you haven't Yeah, We're going to do U Utah. I can't, I struggle to say that, that states, um, you're going to do Utah for FD this year. So we like to travel and hit like one far FD event. 
Um, and I want to experience the salt flats in Utah. So I don't think we're going to drive the cars down there. I think we're going to trailer them um, so that we don't have to worry about it. And then we'll trailer them back. I don't know if we'll do like any physical driving ourselves drifting down there. But it's going to be like one of the road trips we do. That's going to be awesome. Do you drive the rig too? I want to without the trailer. Okay. <laughs> I can drive it. Um, the trailer for me is too big and intimidating. Um, so I haven't tried yet. Is it just a two car or is it? It's. It, have you seen? We've got the stacker now. So the big tall white one, it fits three. Okay. So yeah. like you pull, you pull in and on, and then the lift brings it up to the top, and you can pull it all the way to the front, and then. You could put another car up on the lift, and then you could put another car under it. Damn. That's Listen, it is way too big for what we do. <laughs> like, I always tell him, like, it's a little embarrassing, because, like, uh, he'll be like, oh, we're going to, you know, bring the whole ring. And I'm like, all right, but we're pulling up to, like, these clinics and events. And I'm like, hey, I'm still learning. You're still learning. But, like, look at our huge setup. <laughs> You know, that's cool, though, because it's, like, you have everything you need, and then you can just, like, sleep in the trailer, I'm sure, if you want to. It does. It has, like, a little living space. It's got, like, a couch and a TV up on, like, the top of it, so it's it's a nice setup. It's just, it's like, hey, it's like attention, and I hate that part of it. Yeah. Um, it's it's very, very big. When yeah. Alexis and I went with, um, like, racing the team that he races for, I'm like, damn, I could get used to this in, like, a rig, go shower, you'd, you know go in there's air conditioning or heat i'm like we can get used to this and then like what the next weekend we were traveling in my car like this sucks sleeping in your seat on the side of the road <laughs> you guys had a taste of the good life and then had it taken back from you seriously <laughs> yeah in the same year we went from being in that rig to tent camping in the middle of the rain yep yep but how much fun was tent camping in the middle of the rain? I love um, camping, so. Yeah. It was really terrible, though. <laughs> that part of it. It was so cold that weekend. Oh, okay. Which, which one are you talking about? That was, I think, for our event at English Town. I don't remember. I think you were, maybe you went to Philly, but Manny and I stayed in the tent. It was quite cold. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I slept in the tent. <laughs> Taylor was in the house, and she was like, it wasn't that bad. No, I slept in my car, because Reese wasn't here. So I didn't drive to Philly. I slept in the Corolla. And I, like, set up my little sleeping mat in the back and, like, <laughs> watched TV on my phone. Slept on your little trash mountain. <laughs> it, was, I, it took me, like, hours to find a comfy spot, and then it felt like as soon as I found the comfy spot, it was time to get up. I had like my foot out the window or like partially out because it was just down a little bit so I didn't die yeah that's fair that sounds like a good setup I think that was that event I don't remember I stayed in a trailer so <laughs> I don't remember maybe I didn't I don't know I don't remember you ever feel like the events that you do just kind of blend into one another when you do so many of them my days do. My mornings blend together at this point. I'm like, was I thinking that yesterday morning or this morning? <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's too early. So is your work, like, super flexible with you as far as, like, how you can take the time? Like, how do you do all these trips? So I actually um, went from full-time to per diem for the fact that I felt like I was losing, like, my mental like, I was just losing it with work. Um, I needed to, like, step back a little bit. And work was pulling a lot of shit where, for nurses, they were limiting us on the amount of time we were allowed off. Um, because of the pandemic, we weren't allowed to take more than three days in a row off. Um, because we were so short-staffed and because our needs were so high with patients, um, they put a lot of restrictions on it. So, being that I went back to school... I was going to need days off anyway for, like, clinicals. So I dropped down to, like, a per diem status so that I can make my own hour. Um, so I just kind of give them, like, my availability now and try and stick to it no matter 
like beg me to pick up more just to kind of keep like my work-life balance even because you get sucked up in it so fast and then just feel like you're just doing nothing but working and that sucks it was tough because now i have to pay out of pocket for health insurance where like my health insurance used to be really good but i didn't want that to be the only thing that kept me at my job i was like i'll pay out of pocket as long as i have that freedom to kind of move around and do what i feel i need to do it was nice it's scary but yeah, that's awesome. They must, have, they must have been so mad at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kind of played it into, like, the whole school thing. I was like, hey, you know, I only have, like, a year left, and, like, I have to do clinicals, which I wasn't lying. Like, I'm going to have to do clinicals. Um, but I was tired of being told, like, hey, I want to take a vacation and being told, like, no. Like, what yeah. do you mean no? Like, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. It was, that's so hard. Cool. Yeah. So the only shittiest part of being per diem is like, if they don't have work, like you don't get paid. So like, if I don't work, I don't get paid. It's not like I don't have vacation days. Mm -hmm. um, so like, if I'm away for a week, I don't get paid for the week. Right. So that, that's, so it's a lot of like planning and trying to like figure out my hours before I go places. Like I'm supposed to, I'm going to Vegas on Thursday this week. I'm taking my little sister to a concert. Um, so, like, I worked for 14 days in a row just so, like, I knew when I came back for Vegas, I'd still have a paycheck. So, figure things out like that, but that's yeah, all on the balance. Yeah. It sounds badass when you're like, I pick my own schedule, and then you're like, yeah, 14 days in a row. I'm like, I don't have that kind of discipline, man. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think by, like, day 10, I was like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> yeah. I'd be losing my fucking mind. Yeah. But, but I'm sure, like, the payoff is better, like, you know, when you're traveling and it's like, all right, it's, it's worth it. Yeah. It's like, this is why I did this. So yeah, definitely help out. How do you guys travel and, like, get all your time to travel? <laughs> How do we travel? <laughs> I love all the chuckles, but, like, really? <laughs> um, We quit our jobs. <laughs> And do this full time. We tried. We tried. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to like, oh man, I put this out there, but like this time it's going to be different. Yeah. Um, but usually I have this problem where the summer comes and you're working somewhere and then you just, the springtime and the open road, it just gets to you. It just pulls you away. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Will we be expecting a calendar soon, like a schedule? Yeah, absolutely. It's just been it's been kind of stressful. Um, like I'm working six days a week right now. Um, I see. And then, um, you know, trying to coordinate with multiple different tracks. But we uh, have definitely made like we got some dates solid. We got other dates. We're just kind of waiting on before we put it out. But very very soon. Cool. I'm excited. It was definitely hard to balance, so, like, our travel and then both of our jobs. Um, the woman that I worked for as a caretaker, she was pretty flexible. Um, so that made it easier to get the time off. Like, she wasn't... She, she never really told me no, I guess, but... Yeah. That's good. That works. Yeah, I think the tough thing is just, like, how many extended like weekends or weeks you need it's always different because sometimes it's like oh it's just a weekend in new jersey but then other times it's like oh yeah we're going across the country and we're taking two cars with us so right you get it <laughs> i remember i think when i first came across you guys it was i think you were out in texas did you guys do an event like this like years ago right uh was it last year or the year or it probably w it would have been before i ever it would have been if I ever drove one of your events. So, um, I we had an event in Tennessee, twenty nineteen. I remember coming across your page and being like, "That's so fucking cool." They're all girls. One being super intimidated because, like, being in you know the whole drifting scene itself is intimidating. Um, but then when you get a bunch of girls together, a lot of times it can be like a lot of personality. And things like that. So I'm like, okay. And then being like, they're probably all really, really good. And I was like, one day I'm going to drive with them. 
and grow to that. So when you guys came to Jersey and I was like, you've got to try. I was like, you know what? I'm going to. I'm going to do a Drift Kitchen event. And I was so excited because everybody was so fucking humble and so nice. And, like, there wasn't one catty person that you came across. Everybody was, like, giving advice and just being so sweet and straightforward and just, like, it was so, like, stress-free. It was such a nice environment. I think it helps, too, like, everyone being on different levels. Like, not everyone is, you know, a professional. Not everyone is a beginner. Like, everyone is kind of, like, at their own level. So they can see, you know, that you do progress. Right. For sure. Like, I'm doing Reese's uh, clinic at Langley at the end of the month. Oh, cool. I might be there. Yeah? Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I was concerned about that one as well because, like, it was a novice beginner. And I had, like, two other friends that were going. And they are like, they do, like, vibes and all that. And I'm just, like, I even reached out. And I'm like, am I, like, am I there? Like, should I even be there? And they're like, no, there's going to be multiple skill levels. Like, you'll be fine. You're going to learn something. And I was like, all right. Yeah, they'll, like, adapt to everyone's level, and you'll have a lot of fun. Yeah. I hope it's going to be warm. I'm going to try to go, but we'll see. I hope it's going to be warm, too. That's, like, a, I think that's, like, a six-hour trip from us. Is it a Saturday or Sunday? Saturday and Sunday. It's a two-day. Gotcha. Yeah, Yeah, when's that? Hmm? When's that? The Langley um, Drift Clinic. Okay. Virginia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Down in Virginia. Mm-hmm. It was a two-day clinic. I think they only opened it to, like, ten cars. Ten yeah, cars. it's really It'll be good. Yeah. So, I have Laurent on a wait list because I got in as the last driver. So, I've got Laurent on the wait list. And then I was like, well, if anything, because he's not going to not bring his car. I was like, if anything, I'll do the first day and then, like, the second day. Oh, there um, you go. It's a good deal. <laughs> we'll say. So, out of everywhere you've been, without offending Drift Kitchen, what has been your favorite place to drive? My favorite place would be... So... I don't want to be biased and say, like, E-Town, um, mm-hmm. because E-Town's got, like, a fun road course, and it's probably one of the only places I've done that I've done, like, a road course and not just, like, an open parking lot, um, and I think it's very technical, so I feel like I get to learn a lot there. I was very intimidated to go to E-Town for my first time, um, just because, like, if you're not familiar with the people, it can, from the outside, how do I put it nicely, from the outside, it can come off as being a little clicky, um, and kind of, like, you just feel like an outsider if you're not familiar with those people. But, like, as we started to go more, we became more comfortable with, like, everybody there. And now it's like, feels much less clicky, which is great because we're only 20 minutes from there. So, like, to make that our home track would be really nice. Um, Shenandoah in Virginia. Has anybody ever been? No. no. Okay. Yeah. As a spectator, I've been, yeah. So I liked Shenandoah's layout because you came in fast on a big bank. Um, Mm -hmm. So you were just like kind of power over to initiate, which was nice. Um, And it was just so much time. So that was a lot of fun. I can tell you my least favorite. I thoroughly disliked um, Emerald. Really? Right. I don't know if it was just me. So... That that track was so grippy for me that, like, my tire pressures, I can't even tell you, like, how high they were. Like, but that track was so grippy that for whatever reason, I couldn't get my car to, like, solid, make any solid runs. And it could be me, too. Um, but I just felt like my car was very big for that track. And it was very grippy. I had a really hard time with that one. That just means you got to go faster. Right. <laughs> See, you guys kept telling me that. And all I kept thinking was... I've got to make it back to Jersey. <laughs> got to get the RPMs up. So it just like fucking. And I went back to Laron when I took off. Cause my last run there, like I destroyed my rear lip and I was like, I went back. I was like, well, tell them said they would tow me back if I went faster and something happened. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, we actually did say that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we'll just get a U-Haul trailer. I'll <laughs> we'll drop you off on the way. <laughs> um, 
going faster is on my list of things to do this year. It's like one of my goals is to go faster. And it also is to learn to use my handbrake okay. um, and not be intimidated by it. I haven't used it. Not once. Uh, I'm trying to figure, I'm hoping to actually work on that at Langley. I was going to say, guess what? I'm going to go tell Reese. <laughs> yeah. I need to figure that out because I feel like that's what stops me from going faster is because I don't have that control to um, control my car at that speed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, maybe um, you trade cars when, you know, you could drive the 240 and like, I'll try out the sword, you know. You're, please, you're more than welcome. <laughs> the process of relocating my handbrake now because the way it sits is like my steering wheel and then I have my center console and then my handbrake is on the left side. Of, yeah, the left side of my center console. Um, so it's a little bit of a reach for my little arms. My issue is I want to keep all my interior. So if I move it to next to my steering wheel where I would like to put it, it's hard because I sit so close with my seat that it doesn't fit. So I'm in the process. I have my whole dashboard apart as we speak um, to see if I can switch my e-brake to the other side and then put my handbrake on that side. But I had to get like SC center console parts um, to do all of that. So I finally got everything. So I'm hoping to switch it all around so I can learn how to utilize this and hope for a little better. Because I know that's what stops me from going faster into E-Town, like on yeah. the first situation, um, is not having the handbrake. Every person that I've watched or even talked to is like, no, go as fast as you can and then handbrake uphill. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> so, no, I get it. I feel like my e-brake's like kind of far away for me, but when I had it on the other side, it was way too close. I didn't like how close it was. Yeah. I got to find a comfy spot for it. It's like a balance. Where do you, yeah. What are your goals for this year? Like, what are you guys shooting for? Um car-related, not car-related, anything? My role is to get those damn knuckles in my car, finally. <laughs> I just want wow. to drive more. Yeah. I felt like I didn't drive a lot last year, and it's kind of made me bummed out. Do you feel like be it's like running the event sometimes hinders the driving that you guys are able to do? Um, I mean... I think for me last year, uh, I mean, we got the house right at the beginning of the year. So it kind of was more of like financial priorities, but, um, yeah, I try to still go to like a bunch of local events, even when we do run events, but, um, you know, it's really hard at our own events to drive. That's why we're so lucky when we do the ones at English town, because there's like a whole crew of people helping us out. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. I just, I want to drive more this year, travel more, go to more tracks. Have you guys ever driven, like, out of this, like, out of countryside? Have you ever traveled, like, international to drive? Yeah. Actually, you have too, right? You've been to Japan. So, we've been to Japan, but we didn't take advantage and drive there. We didn't do the planning. Um, we visited where we would have drove, but we just didn't plan well enough in advance to actually partake in, like, Ibiza and do all that driving there. Aww. I just, I got, like, really lucky with my situation um, where my friend Brittany was going and she, you know, had offered to come out and drive her car. And, yeah, dude, you got to do it. Next time you go, you got to do it. Yeah, like, we, we looked into it um, because we planned to go back to Japan. The, when COVID hit, we were supposed to go to Ireland which is huge on my, like, hit list. Like, we had tickets already. Um, we had our place booked. Like, Ireland was, like, where we wanted to go. I want to do, um, like, the drift games. Like, they rent out cars now. Um, so I would love to drive Mandelo Park, like, and just experience Mandelo Park. Um, so I think we're going to hit Ireland before we actually end up back in Japan, which sucks because all of those, like, all those trips are really expensive. <laughs> Yep, yeah. there's a reason that we've all been like, next year, next year on Japan, that's going to be the year, man. I know. 
if they let us in, are they letting us in yet over there? Oh, not yet. <laughs> I don't think so. But the moment they do, I I want to take everybody. Ah, oh, it's so cool. It's I know so you've been like what? How many times? I've been twice, but really, Why does it feel like more. No, probably because the first time I was there for like over a month, which was. Great. Um, I stayed with a, a family, and they were so nice, and I'm just so appreciative that they let me stay with them for free. Um, and taught me some Japanese along the way. Okay. So really you cool. had like a true, like authentic experience there. Yeah, yeah, and it was um like outside of Tokyo in one of like the smaller towns, so that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, what did you guys do while you were out there? As far as us, we just traveled. Like, I can only get Laurent to travel if there is a track involved. Okay. Um, I cannot get him to like the beach or like an island um but if i want to go somewhere i just have to find a track and an event that he'll enjoy and then i can get him there so we kind of just hit like all the different tracks that we could um like day trips we didn't go long enough and i didn't think about that um i think we only went for like seven days maybe and two of them were actually like flying there and then flying home um so by the time we started to experience things, we're like, we should have made this at least, I recommend at least two weeks, like, for a Japan trip. Yeah. Did you end up having, like, wicked jet lag? You know, going there, we didn't. Um, coming, I felt it more coming home. Yeah. But, like, there, it wasn't terrible. Like, we, I think it was just the adrenaline of being there, that we were just, like, ready to go. But then, like, coming home, I was like, eh. We're back in the States. Everybody's really fucking mean. And, you know, they're freed over there. I tell everybody, I'm like, they're so nice in Japan. They just, everything runs like a well-oiled machine. Like, their trains are on time. They are so clean. I was like, I watched some lady water down the sidewalk after her dog peed. Like, mm. it's insane. You fucking haw, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I noticed that too. I went to uh, Europe with my family a couple years ago and I noticed just how clean even subways were in comparison to over here. They look like fucking museums. <laughs> I'm like, this is gorgeous. And I'm like, ew. I'm like, this sets like such a weird standard in my head compared to like New York or like the tea in Boston. Right. And then we got back into, like, the States, and we were getting screamed at by the people at the airport, and I was like, you know what? They did not yell at us once in Japan. <laughs> and people are so... And I'm home. <laughs> yeah. All right, Taylor. Let's get us some uh, Whitmore's Weekly Wisdom. All right. Uh, this week, my Whitmore Weekly Wisdom is to not stop working towards your goals, even if you're not getting the results that you want right away relatable right now yeah yeah like well even you're doing like water and meal prepping and all that yeah so you know how hard that is. and like we got, we got another water mm -hmm. <laughs> i noticed that too i wasn't gonna say anything because i'm not a fucking bully taylor sorry i have to point out every time i hear it i'm sorry water water <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what? How should I be saying it? Water? Mm. water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, water. Like, what an A. The first It's okay. We're only fucking with you because if we don't, like, Reese, we can't let Reese ever get away with it. So. How does he say it? Water. Water. He came up and to me, I'm sure to go out to eat, and he asked the waitress for a water, and she was like, what? <laughs> He's like a water. And she's like, Yeah. What? And I'm like, a water. <laughs> I brought him to Chick fil A one time to wait for Taylor, you know, to get, wait until she got out of work. Like, he's like my nephew. And he asked for a fucking water at Chick fil A. And the girl asked him like three times, What? I'm like, I'm so sorry. He wants a water. It's not from here. <laughs> I'm so tired of people correcting him. 
Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, he's Colombian. And it's like a it's like a Pennsylvania thing. <laughs> oh my but it's the normal down here, so you know. Yeah, dude, but I've been noticing you've been putting in that time at the gym and stuff and like I feel like you're you are a very structured person. Like everything from like the tools to like your schedule to like everything you're doing, so I try, I try, but I can fall out of that very, very quickly, um, which is like, which is like a bad thing. I'm like, this week was great, but like next week might not be. Um, I fall out of it before I even start. So yeah. it's like, it's in my brain. It just doesn't happen. And then it's fun. Yeah, like, some days I feel like being productive and structured. Some days I don't. And that's okay. <laughs> that's what this year is going to be about. It's just going to be about like doing whatever you want to do to make yourself happy and like, Fucking there you go. <laughs> I think we all learned it. Yep. I learned it too. Yo, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. For having me. I'm so sorry for like fucking up last week when the horse got sick no. and I had to like run down there. I felt so bad. No. no. It was like super last minute. And I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. No, <laughs> you gotta take care of your babies. I know. But I appreciate it and I can't wait for your schedules to drop. And thank you for having me. And I appreciate everything that you guys have done for like this whole, you know, the girls and drifting. Like your whole movement's very strong. Thank you. I hope you guys realize how much you like all three of you guys do for like us, and we appreciate. It. Oh, thanks. I shut this right. camera so I don't cry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys ever need a place to stay down in Jersey, come down. You're always more than welcome. I've got room for all the cars, and I've got bedrooms. I mean, I want to meet a pig, so, I mean, I'll come down. <laughs> more than welcome to cuddle with Ham. And like I said, I'm only 20 minutes from the track, so you don't have to, like, sleep in a wet tent. Hell yeah. Sick. <laughs> thank you, lady. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. You guys, too. All right. See you. See you guys next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble. Definitely check out the next episode. Appreciate all your support. Don't forget to follow Drift Kitchen on Instagram and to check out their big cartel site and pick up some merch. Thanks again, guys.